It's me, Roz. On today's show, I am talking to Danny Pintaro. You might be like, Danny Pintaro? How do I know that name, Danny Pintaro? Well, Danny Pintaro was a huge child star and is now just one of the happiest, loveliest people and got out of the acting game and is so sweet. He lives in Texas, and I know Danny Pintaro because we did a stage version of Who's the Boss here in Los Angeles, like, you know, fun, like, parody-style stage production, and we had Danny Pintaro come back and play the same role he played as a child, and it was super fun, and we recently did a digital version of it for one night only. And it was super sweet. And I I hadn't seen Danny in a couple of years. And during the show, I was talking about my podcast. And Danny was like, Oh, I have some stories from when I was a child that are paranormal. And I was like, Oh, my God, you got to come on, we got to talk about it. And there's been talks of a who's the boss Reboot. You know how they're rebooting all these TV shows? Well, this one sounds good with Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano, and we got to have Danny Pintaro in there, hopefully. So uh, we talk a little bit about Danny's acting career. And also, one of my favorite facts about Danny Pintaro is that he's the little boy from Cujo. Now, I don't know how old you are, but the movie Cujo fucked me up. Okay, it's the one about the scary dog, Stephen King book, turned into a movie with Dee Wallace and Danny Pintaro trapped in a car, and there's a scary dog. Uh, So we even get a Cujo, and and on the set of Cujo, spooky story in today's episode. So that's fun. We get all kinds of stories here, and I absolutely love it. And I've been spending some time this week looking through emails and looking through my list of upcoming guests. And I've got some fun ones coming up. And I can't wait. The world is, you know, we're in such a weird, weird transition right now. And it's starting to get busy again for all of us and myself included. So I'm already, you know, looking at going back to work soon, hopefully. And uh, I can't wait to get out there and meet more people with ghost stories and and uh, just keep doing the podcast and maybe being in a studio again. Who knows? But still here on my couch, still having a great time and doing stereo a lot, which is fun. So make sure you're you're following me on stereo. Link in the description of this episode. I was looking at the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, and thank you everyone that has given me one. Feel free to do so. It's a great place to leave a ghost story, and I saw this ghost story that I found very interesting. It was posted by M.G. Dalio, and uh, 
It's a five-star review, Apple Podcast. It says, love this show and have been listening for years. I agree with other listeners that it might be haunted. Okay, and again, I love to talk about that, but I'm also like, please keep listening. Don't be afraid. Like, seriously, don't be afraid. Um, it's possible that a ghost uh, might appear in your life after listening to this podcast, but please keep listening. But that does happen a lot. Anyway, uh, one of my spooky stories is this. Okay, let's hear it, MG Dalio. I lived in Man- Manassas, Virginia. Man. Man asses. I lived in Man Asses, Virginia, with my African American family for eight years after college. Note that this is the land where the Civil War occurred. Mm-hmm. My family still lives in the same house. My scariest moment in that house was in the middle of the night while I was sleeping as an adult. I had the family dog, a standard poodle, uh-uh, sleeping on the floor by my bed closest to the door that I kept closed. At times, he would wake up, stretch, or lick himself, which would wake me up. Usually after he did this, he would want to leave the room. That night, I woke up because I thought he was making his normal noises and was ready to get out of bed to open the door. When I sat up, I saw a female bathed in fuzzy white light as if a spotlight was on her. Though the light was fuzzy, I could see her clearly. She was a white female with brown hair worn in a ponytail with a scrunchie, brown eyes, and an average face, though pretty. She wore jeans, but the jeans looked slightly baggy in style, a white turtleneck, and a large quilted jacket. Her attire reminded me of 90s fashion. I didn't see her shoes. She was standing... Well, that's funny. Because <laughs> you really got a lot of the details of her outfit, but you, can, you didn't get the shoes. Oh, come on. Now we're mad about that. No, I love that. You really paid attention. Uh, we forgive you for not noticing the shoes. But next time, look, look we, we got to know those details. Just kidding. Uh, okay. She was standing to the left slash front of my bed with her back to me as if primping in front of a mirror. But there was no mirror there. She even brushed her ponytail. She was just having a good old time over here, just minding her own business. She was humming a song that I didn't recognize. She turned and began walking to the door. She never said anything. I watched her open the door, slip out, and leave it ajar. I couldn't see her walk in the hallway and disappeared down the stairs from my vantage point. I felt like I was in a daze for less than a minute, and then I jumped up, sidestepped the still-sleeping dog, and went to the door that was closed just like the way I had it before I went to sleep. The dog never looked up as I opened the door and walked to the top of the stairs. The girl was nowhere to be seen. I researched the house, and my parents told me that the house had only one other owner besides them, and they were alive and retired in a different state. No murders occurred, no violent deaths. 
I know that I saw a ghost. I have plenty more stories and would love to be on the show for a listener episode. Love you, sweetie. MG. Okay, wait a minute. So that means just this random ghost just appeared one night. That is so scary. Um, also, I want to hear the rest of your stories, and I don't know how else to get in touch with you than just to tell you here on the podcast. Please send me an email at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com, and I would love to talk more on an upcoming listener episode. And also, that goes for everyone. Uh, I would love to do a listener episode, like, honestly, like, within the next week or so. So please send me a ghost story um, or, you know, just very simple little descriptions of your ghost stories and put listener episode in the subject line at ghosted by Roz at gmail.com and we can get that going soon. Also, I want to tell you about Patreon. My Patreon um, this week, I did a little video. I was having kind of a self-care day this week and one of my favorite things to do, which I haven't done in a while, is call a psychic. Well, I would have went in person, but I called the place in person and they were like, uh, we're not doing that right now, which makes sense. And so I just randomly called whatever psychic was available. Turns out she was good. She had great reviews. And I I don't know. I, I felt good about her, to be honest. I cut a lot of the stuff out that got a little personal, but for the most part, I included a lot of her reading. And I was I thought it would be fun and I, I was... Curious to see, having it all documented, how it will shake out. So that's my video for this week on my first tier of Patreon. And on my second tier, Danny is telling a story about how when he was younger, his family, who was pretty spiritual and into this kind of stuff, his family and him used to do the Ouija board a lot, and they would contact who they believed to be Elvis, which led me to doing some more research on the ghost of Elvis, which, as we know, Elvis is a very popular ghost in the afterlife and can be seen far and wide in all different forms all over the world. And so I did a little bit of research on the ghost of Elvis. And so I'm sharing that on my second tier of Patreon, and you can hear Danny's great story there as well. So please check that out. That's patreon.com slash also a link to that in the description of this episode. And you know what? Going back to my psychic thing, it made me think like, okay, I need to get another psychic on here soon. So I have a psychic coming up from a TV show that I'll keep this a little uh, mysterious and I'm not going to say who it is, but this particular psychic I've talked about on this podcast before and they are... What I have seen on TV, this psychic do, has blown my mind, and I can't wait to hear more of their insight and their experience, and so we're going to have a psychic, a psychic who does other things and has wonderful expertise in this paranormal world, and so I'm very excited for that coming up soon. So make sure you're subscribed. Please tell your friends about this podcast as we enter into a new world. I want to keep this podcast going and, and growing it, and who knows? Maybe I'll get to do the show on stage again sometime soon, and the more people that listen where you live 
the more demand for me to do a live show there. So anyway, speaking of live shows, here is somebody that I have spent time with on the stage. Here is my conversation with Danny Pintaro. On with the show! Oh my god, everyone. I am joined by Danny Pintaro. Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? I'm so good. Um, yeah? I was just uh, working with you. Just recently, we were doing... Well, see, okay, for anyone that doesn't know, we did this really fun thing at Casita del Campo, which is the place I talk about almost every single episode of this podcast because people say it's haunted. And we were doing a live stage version of Who's the Boss? And, of course, you were in Who's the Boss, the original cast. And so you came back, you reprised your role, and it was iconic. I mean, how was it that was experience iconic. for you? It was amazing. It was very iconic. It was very freeing. Gave me a new lease on the character. Uh, allowed me to poke fun at him being a big old flaming queer, even though I had no idea I was. Um <laughs> So I enjoyed it. And getting to work with you all and with Jackie and Mario and Sherry, just so much fun. And Nadia, of course, can't forget Nadia. Uh, it was such, it, that was a really, really fun experience. And it really m makes me miss getting to do stuff like that. I know. For me, it was the, it is the most theater-esque thing I've done in many, 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 many years. Wow. So yes, I miss it immensely. So when you like, look back at your career and stuff i mean do you is it something that you want do you want to act um like do you do you want do you like doing it just for fun or how do you feel about mostly it for days? fun yeah yeah the the business of being an actor is is not something i was taught how to do and it has changed drastically since i was technically being an actor so the last time i was you know, on Who's the Boss when the career was at its height was when I was 15, 16, which means the show ended in 1994. Um, so a lot has changed since then. You know, Instagram followers was not a thing oh when I was God. trying to be a celebrity. So um, I don't know how to do it. I don't love it enough to do it and suffer through. Um, the fates also tell me a lot of times that whenever I try to do it again, things just don't go very well. And I feel like they're trying to tell me just to not bother. Um, so it's a little bit of a mix. It, it'll depend because there is this reboot in the works. And even that has been a little bit of a mess. So, you know, getting that together, if that happens, of course, I'll do it. I'll love it. I'll have a blast. Um, do I, after that, want to like say, hey, I'm back in the business and make more of a career? I don't know. Depends on how it goes. Yeah. Um, but there is no part of me that's going to like one day be like, I'm, I'm moving back to L.A. and I'm going to become an actor again. It's just not, not in my bones. It just feels no. like you're at such a good place with that. Like you, you have like a really good... Um it feels like you have a really good grasp on what you like, which, you know, mm -hmm. you... you uh, took a very, very, very long time to get there. It took many years of living in New York and uh, many years of living in LA. And unfortunately, some of, I mean, most of the process was excruciating. And it, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on the nasty stories I have about 
stupid, um, you know, trying to be actor stuff post who's the boss Mm. and just the fates going out of their way to make every experience as, uh, as miserable as they could. Um, my will and grace story is like endless. It's an endless story and it just gets worse and worse for every part of it. Oh my God. Um, We'll have to talk about this at some point. What do you, when you say the fates, I mean, what does that mean for you? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I think, um, God, the bigger energy that surrounds all of us, um, the sort of ancient fates, if you will, maybe the gods and goddesses that are watching over me, maybe the, um, I don't, not, not guardian angels because they wouldn't have provided me with such nonsense. Uh, (laughs) but anything that's sort of, um, sending me down a certain direction or a certain path. Um, and I still don't quite know what that is. Yeah. I mean, same, but I think that (laughs) whatever's going on around the world with the the universe spiritually, I think it's, uh, trying to get your attention and it's a matter of if you listen to it or not. And it sounds like you're someone that listens to it and takes those messages. Yes, there is very much truth to that. Um, so when it comes to ghosts, where are you at with that? Ghosts? What are ghosts? Well, Wait, welcome to Ghosted I, by Ross Dressfulness. <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, no, ghosts. Oh, God, of course. Like, b- based on my experiences, um, based on, I just, I just know it. I just know it. I don't, I don't know if it's um, energy. I don't know if it's actual sort of manifestation of of soul i don't i don't know what it is but it's definitely is it's there's something. just no way there's just no way and maybe it's just that we all become a part of that god energy that surrounds us again and some of us flow through that energy stronger than others especially in certain places mm. and you just can't let go of the of the space so your energy is sort of thicker in that area i don't i'm who knows who knows how it is or or how it gets there i'm not sure we'll ever know but that's the fun Um, that is part of the fun yes for sure so what's the what's the first time that you ever encountered a ghost all right so i'm going to preface these stories by saying that all of them or at least no no most of them are from when i was a very very young child Some of the stories are hearsay because I was too young to remember them, but um, corroborated by both of my parents and often corroborated by aunts or uncles and grandma and grandpa. Um, And the stories have gone on all these years. Most of the stories are still sort of talked about every now and then. Um, So I just prefacing it by saying that. Okay. But they are quite interesting and um if i could have my mom isn't well anymore she has ms and she's just in a a kind of a place of her own but if you could talk to her about some of these stories you'd get them firsthand and and uh a lot of them or at least no most of them revolve in some way around my mom and her psychic ability so oh okay that's really where the stories come together um by far. So I have 
some firsthand experience. Oh, I have a lot of firsthand experience with her when it comes to her psychic powers. Really? And I so- say I say powers because man. It was intense for a long time. How does that um, how does that manifest for her? Like future fortune telling or, or, you know, there's so many different ways you can have psychic abilities. I mean, what, what does yes. that look like for her? There's multiple ways. Um, the most frustrating version was, uh, let's say, for instance, I was playing bingo with my grandmother maybe about... Mm, 10, 15 years ago now. My mom was there, my grandmother and I. It was, a, you know, an old lady bingo hall kind of a place. And um, everything was fine. We we're having a great time. And my mom turns to the lady next to her and she says, I'm so sorry. And the lady looked at her like she was nuts, of course. And I just sort of put my head down. And my grandmother put her head down. And my mom said, yeah, how long do you have? <gasps> and the lady said, what my mom said yeah i see the dark i see the black in your lungs uh how long do you have how long do you have and the lady said they just told me six months oh my god see when whenever i hear this kind of thing i the thing that i and i've said this on this podcast before but it always makes me think like you have to have so much confidence in your abilities to be (laughs) able to say that to somebody yeah oh yeah a hundred percent and you also have to be a little crazy too i think (laughs) in the long run um but yeah there there are so many examples of that for a while she actually sort of took it very seriously and she would do tarot cards and she would have people over um, there are lots of people who've, who never spoke to her again after the reading because mm-hmm. of how terrified they were by the information she gave them. Yeah. Um, that was fairly normal. Hey, whatever happened to so-and-so? Oh, mom gave them a tarot reading. Um, <laughs> so she had no filter with it. She would tell she them. She had no filter. She would just tell them. And, uh, and I, you know, I feel like that's the only way to really do it. You can't beat around the bush when you're when you're doing that stuff. I don't think that's healthy. What's well, also the risk um, you take if you're signing up for that? I mean, absolutely. You know what you're getting yourself into, yeah. and so you need to be prepared for that. And most people are like, "Oh, sure, I'll do a tarot reading with you," ah, and then they get there, and that's what scares them because they they suddenly realize, "Oh, wait, this is actually real, mm-hmm. and she is actually going to tell me my future." Wow. Or whatever it is she so, told them. So you grew up just always kind of knowing that this was a like that there was a, a psychic world, there was a, a ghost world, spiritual world. Like that was that was how you were raised. Absolutely, yes. My mom, um, you know, she got into the Wiccan side of things for a while, but it didn't really um, it didn't really match the psychic ability. Like there's definitely crossover, but. Her talent wasn't, you know, crafting a potion or an incense and calling on the gods and goddesses. Hers was walking up to someone and telling them everything about their life. (laughs) And I think she kind of left the Wicca aside once she realized they just didn't completely go together. So do you feel that you've inherited any abilities? Unfortunately, no. Um, not that I know of. Certainly not walk up to people and tell them their future. No, um, it did not pass down to me. It's very sad. So when it comes to like encountering, like you know, what are these stories that you were saying have been, uh, you know, passed around in your family? Well, they come back to my mom a little or, you know, in most of the 
in most of the stories. Hold on, I, I forgot to do this beforehand. I want to look. Hold on, one second. Street. So, um, all of the stories start on North Main Street in Milltown, New Jersey. Okay. Um, in the house that I was born, not in, but that I was raised in right. from the age of zero till about uh, two, two and a half. Okay. Um, it's this gorgeous, gorgeous Victorian style home with um, one of those uh, things on the roof for the wives. What's that called? Oh, um, widow's, widow's, widow's peak. Uh, a widow's right. peak. Yeah. Um, just beautiful. So again, here's where some of the hearsay comes in. But again, it's from multiple people and all family members. Um, when my mom and my dad first went to look at the house to consider purchasing it, my mom walked around the property and everywhere she went, she'd say, oh, uh, somebody died here. They got run over by a uh, horse and carriage. And then somebody died in a fire in this room. Um, somebody hung themselves in this room. I, literally, oh, wow. she just walked through the entire place. And <laughs> my father was like, oh, uh, okay, th great, great. And the, you know, the, um, trying to like dismiss it. And the, uh, you know, seller, the, what do you call those? The real estate person was like, just looking at her like she was bonkers. Um, but they bought, they bought it anyway, which I, I thought was real crazy. Um, <laughs> Why would you want to, I mean, you know, so the, they move into the house and I don't know the timeline of like how quickly things started after they moved in, but the various stories that I have are that she really figured out pretty much who, who was where and who lived in which room. And most of them uh, didn't mind her. There was one who particularly really, really hated her. And I think it's because she, you know, could call them out for being um, mischievous and that sort of thing. Um, and while living there, sort of quickly after, they start doing some seances and some Ouija board work. Really? And, oh, of course, yes. And slowly they start to find out who each of these people are. And it turned out that there were seven different spirits living in the house. Holy shit. And, um, you know, each tarot, or, I'm sorry, each Ouija session had more and more information. Um, and I, I don't remember all of the stories. The one really big one that I remember is that whoever lived in the attic kept asking for a bed. And finally, <laughs> they're my like the accommodations parents, here for a ghost. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so my parents would they put a bed up there, and every morning the bed would be unmade, like someone slept in it. <gasps> you know, um, every morning they would walk around the house, and cupboards would would slam open. The one really mischievous entity would just slam them right open into my mom's face. Uh, or my dad's face. Um, and, you know, it just, it kept escalating. I don't think they were being, <laughs> I think it's kind of their fault that it escalated because they would do the, the Ouija board and they would do the seances and they're just sort of prompting all the ghosts there to really, you know, 
they just want to be left alone, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the this happened for quite some time. And eventually they were so convinced of the paranormal activity in the house that they actually called in some specialists from Rutgers University, which is just like maybe 30 minutes from where I, from that house. And uh, this guy came over and he walked the house and he felt like they were wasting his time. Um, And you could tell that really early on. And, you know, by the time he was done, he was pretty much just talking smack and, you know, why did you make me come all the way here? There's nothing going on. How dare you? You don't know what you're talking about. What? That sounds like a horrible approach for (laughs) investigating something. Like, you're not going to be able to tell within a seconds, usually. You have to spend a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly how that went. And I don't know that maybe there was more than one visit. I'm not, I'm not privy to all of that i'd have to get details from my dad right um what i know is is that um when he he sort of really was at his worst with the sort of you've wasted my time he was leaving and he trips down the stairs as he's walking away because there's stairs to get to his car which is parked in the um in the at the curb and um uh, two hours later he gets my parents get a call from him and he's crying on the phone and sobbing and apologizing profusely to my parents um for having doubted them he had gotten home and was changing and took off his clothes his shirt and his wife said why do you have a handprint on your back So they had pushed him down the stairs or tried to when he was leaving. (gasps) Oh, my God. First of all, I love that the wife is like, "Okay, you said you went to a haunted house, motherfucker. Why you got a hand on your on your ass? (laughs) Could you imagine? He's like, Um, no, it was a ghost. I swear. Um, Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty crazy. So did he go um, back? So how did how did that dynamic change? I I don't know. I don't remember. I think one of the reasons that he didn't come back is because we didn't live there for very much longer. Mm. Um, because I, uh, you know, remember, I'm barely, I'm two, one-ish, yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. I'm just barely able to process words. And I came downstairs one day and I said to my father, I said, Dad, death is good. and he said first of all how do you know what that is and second of all where did you hear that and i said the light in my shoe told me and they sold the house within weeks after that that was it they were not letting any of that stuff permeate my world in any way so i think that's part of it is that it just we didn't last much longer in the house oh my god Did anybody ever see a ghost? Um, yes, my mom saw various things. Um, the one big one is they, my aunt, Emily, um, got married at the house. It was beautiful, it had, you know, Victoria, and they used the yard in the back. And um, 
she was getting changed or getting ready in my parents' bedroom. They had this massive uh, armoire thing that had this gorgeous old mirror on it. Um, and she was getting ready. And someone was getting uh, a camera ready. And you remember with cameras, I don't know, maybe you're not old enough, but you had to load the film and then you had to like move it a little bit. And then you had to just take a couple of random pictures to just get it, get it ready, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And somebody did that. And when they got the film printed, there's a woman in the mirror behind them with no head. She's just (gasps) got this sort of silhouette, um, Victorian clothing, white, white outfit of some sort. Uh, from one of those pictures that they hadn't planned. And I think that's why it happened because she was literally just holding the camera, clicking the button in that general direction. Right. So nobody was prepared for it, including the spirit, I guess. (laughs) Wait, let me get my head on. (laughs) (laughs) Not ready. Um, So the, the crazy part about that picture is that it disappeared for years and then reappeared um, in a box in a different house, you know, like, cause we had moved long after or before that. Um, and, and now I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's still around. I hope it is. I don't have to ask my dad. I haven't asked him that. So, oh my God, this, I, I, I want to know whatever happened to that house. Like who the next people that moved in and like all the right? people. <laughs> Well, that's a great question, and you might be able to call them and find out because it's actually a dentist's office now. Oh. And we sold, or my parents sold it to the dentist's office. So it's been a dentist's office since then. Wow. Um, and so I can't imagine that they don't have a list of things uh, that they could tell you about. Oh, I'm sure. Wouldn't that be a cool thing? You should actually, you should check. Yeah. Oh my God. Hmm. Okay, so. Hold on, I'm looking to see if this is the, I just looked it up. Uh, Dentist, Main Street, let's see. Uh, Family Dental. No, oh, maybe. Yes, that is it. Yeah, there's a number on online. Oh my God, I kind of want to call them and find out. Should we just call them right now? Oh, too bad it's like not They're a closed. weekday. That would no, be amazing yeah. if we just called them right now on the air. <gasps> oh my God. Oh. That would be crazy. Damn it. Um, okay, so where did you guys shoot Who's the Boss? Which, what, In LA. What lot um, was that on? Uh, uh, Sunset Gower. Uh, and I'm sure there's tons of ghost stories about that place. That's been around for a long time. Yeah, I feel like... That might be the one that we were just talking about with Alec Mappa about having oh, a paranormal yeah. experience at Sunset Gower. I get some of those confused. Now, do you, you know, we are horror people here and you have been in an iconic horror Stephen King film. <gasps> oh, that's another story. Oh, I for- totally forgot about that oh, one. Oh, okay. What, is there a Cujo story? It's connected, yeah. Oh my God, let's hear it. All right, so we're, um, we're filming at this gorgeous old ranch up in Mendocino, California. And um, very old house, pretty run down. Um, And my mom was on set, of course. And she would sit in the backyard 
So, you know, kind of away from everything because she just didn't want to get in the way. And she would sit on the swings. And every time she sat on the swing set, she would see someone standing in an upstairs window. And um, every time, every time she sat down there, she'd look up and she'd see this this figure up there. And one day she finally talked to the owner of the house and she said, who, who lives upstairs in that room? I, I see them all the time. And the owner was like, oh, my son committed suicide in there uh, six years ago. Oh, wow. So, yeah, um, not really Cujo specific, but. <laughs> but while you were shooting Cujo. But while shooting Cujo. Do you have yeah. memories of, of that shoot? Oh, yeah. Um, most of them are pretty vague, and most of the memories are of really exciting moments or really exciting sets or props. Like, I have a vision of the um, the car. What's that called? What kind of car is that? The, um, the Pinto. Uh, cut in half. They, they cut a Pinto in half so that they could film, put the camera in all everywhere they needed to. So I have a very vivid memory of that. I remember being freezing cold all the time because it was uh, winter, even though it was supposed to be midsummer. Um, so they're spraying me down with sweat right. to make it look like I'm sweating, but I'm actually freezing cold. Oh, um, I love D Wallace. Yeah. D Wallace is like a fave for sure. Like a total horror movie icon. I mean, scream queen. Absolutely. How the howling turned 40 yesterday, I guess. I just was reading that. Well, it's so funny that you uh, are in like probably the most iconic scary animal movie, but then you're like such an animal lover. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody always says that. Yeah, it's really true. They don't have anything connected. I don't think Um, it's not like doing Cujo is what made me decide because I I wanted to be a veterinarian for most of my childhood. Um, and I actually went to Stanford to become a veterinarian and I got there and discovered I can't do the math and sciences to save my life. So I had to switch out of that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I've, I've come back to it, which is amazing. Life's come full circle in that way. You know, it's great. Do you believe that animals can be ghosts? Um, I don't know. I feel like I might believe that, um, people people's energy feels like animalistic if that makes Mm, sense okay i don't know i i just have i have zero experience when it comes to animal ghosts so i have no frame of reference it's time for evps or ev please so you know about EVPs then, right? Of course, yes. Electronic voice phenomenal. So here's what I do, Danny. I go to YouTube and I just look for EVPs from various places that people have put up. Either they're just, you know, amateur ghost hunters or investigators, okay. or sometimes it's paranormal groups. I mean, it's just anyone that has captured things, usually on a camera or some kind of recording device and i like to have my guests tell me what they hear um and then i'll give you some options okay so okay all right i'm i'm making my volume louder and i'm i'm focusing in on the energy and one thing i don't say enough is that this kind of thing usually for anyone listening to this it 
It works best when you have headphones on um, because I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't like to, you know, tell people that they're uh, they made this up. It's not real. You're lying, whatever. Um, And it's also kind of hard to do this over Zoom. It's easier when we like record this in person. But okay, okay. this first one is was posted by New Jersey PIT. And it is in a private location. So I don't know exactly where. Mm. Maybe someone's haunted house or something. And um, tell me what you hear. I'll play it again. Oh, okay. Okay. I vaguely hear it now. Yes, I do. I vaguely hear it. Do you have any guesses? But I have... No idea. Because it was not clear. No. Okay. I'll give you some options. Do they believe it says, A, a Dairy Queen sounds good to me. (laughs) B, how dare you come in here. C, a terrible idea. Or D, hey daddy, what's your name? I heard dare. Dare, so how how dare dare you come in here. Yes. That's what they believe. Oh, really? Okay, one for one. Okay, let's do one more. This one is from T Tongue One on YouTube. <laughs> and it is at Bobby Mackey's, which is in Wilder, Kentucky. Oh. And it's that's one of those places that's on all those shows at some point or another. Oh, yeah. It's like a real haunted honky tonk. Another place that has like a ton of different ghosts and and just mm-hmm. decades of phenomena recorded. And uh, this was recorded in the men's bathroom. And tell me what you hear. Okay. That kind of sounded like uh, when somebody gets something wrong and the price is right. Like, (laughs) 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 a little bit, yeah. Wait, let me do it again. Mm, I can definitely hear stuff. And as soon as you give me options, I bet you I'll be able to put one together. Okay. Is it A, weird fucker? B, okay. Hey, baby. C, great uncle. Or D, (laughs) okay, one more time. Fucker. Weird fucker. Yeah, that's what yes. they believe it says. The investigator asked, why did you beat that guy up? And then it, came, it said, <gasps> weird fucker. Ooh, wow. Yeah. I, Ooh, that's, <laughs> I've got the chills. Ooh. Um, okay, I do one other uh, little segment here on the show. Okay, so what I do here is I'm just going to list off some unexplained phenomena and just, you know, tell me, we'll do it kind of rapid fire. Tell me what you think. Do you believe in it? And, you know, maybe it'll lead us to something else. Um, Okay. So first up, UFOs. Absolutely. You believe they're aliens and from... My my all-time favorite show is... Alien history. What's it called? Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. Oh my God, that show. It's so true. I firmly, firmly believe that gods and goddesses that were seen by the Greeks and any other time period, any of those, all of those are aliens. I'm 100% sure. Mm, Okay. What about haunted dolls? 
Yeah, I think I think there are enough examples of that where they, you know, like remember I was saying how I feel like it's the 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 soul gets stuck in the sort of ether of the space, mm-hmm. maybe because it's like sticky or or it's thicker. You know, I could see how some of their ether gets sort of attached to an object. Mm, uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Totally. Um, what about like past lives? I'm on the fence on that one. Um, and I think if I read some really good books, like the top five most compelling books on past lives, I would develop a more opinionated opinion. Is that a more specific opinion? Right. Um, I think it's certainly possible. I think the concept that we only ever live once is seems a little far-fetched, mm-hmm. but... And, you know, maybe it comes back to that ether idea. You're floating around in the ether, the, the, the energy that connects us all, and, and you pop back into, you know, another, the next life. I could see that, but I, yeah, not. So you're saying that when people say YOLO, you only live once, you're saying that that's probably not true. You only live that life once. Right. Um. And I do, I do actually, all right, so maybe I'll amend it. I will say that if I believe in like reincarnation and old souls versus young souls, I feel like I've met people who uh, are the definition of both of those, if that's a real thing. So I definitely can, I definitely feel like I know a lot of people. And I actually, I, I had my, um, I had a reading done two years ago Um and the lady said that both my husband and I are old souls and that in this life, we're literally just supposed to be enjoying ourselves. Like our, our soul progression is not as there's less to achieve because our souls are pretty old and we've learned a lot of things about ourselves. Well, um, you, so th- this life was just to enjoy. You're like a really interesting example of somebody that in this lifetime, not that you're, you're not even old, but you've, uh, lived so many different lives. <laughs> it's true. Isn't that yeah, weird? No, it's true. Um, yeah. Okay. A couple more unexplained phenomenons. Um, okay. Bigfoot. Yeah. I think that there's probably, do I think that they're like cognizant human beings? Probably not. I think maybe they're, you know, what is that called? Evolutionary one step behind us. I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't know that that one. I'm a yeah. And the last unexplained phenomena: who's the boss? <laughs> you mean you want me to answer the question? That's what you're trying to get at. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. I will say this: uh, when it comes to like Loch Ness or ocean things, yeah, uh, absolutely, there are huge, scary creatures in our ocean that we have never seen that we don't know exist. Do I think that they're like mystical or something? No, I just think that the ocean is massive and we, we have no idea what's down there. Well, and that's how I feel about space too. Oh, absolutely. And, and I will say that I'm a hundred percent sure that there is no way we are the only intelligent beings in the universe. That's just ridiculous. That for us to believe that is, is very naive. I agree. 
thank you to Danny Pintaro. And if you want to hear more of us talking, I've got a little clip on Patreon this week on my second tier, patreon.com slash rosdresfiles, as we are talking about Danny's experience with his family contacting who they believed to be the ghost of Elvis through a Ouija board. Uh, and they did it often, which is very interesting. Also on Patreon, you can see that video of me calling a psychic. <laughs> oh, guys, please join the Facebook group. Are you in there? You guys post such great things in there, and I really appreciate it. So go to uh, Facebook. It's called Ghosted by Roz Dress Valesse. It's just a Facebook group. Join it. It's fun. You can share ghost stories in there. Or you can put them in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And um, make sure you are following me on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. And if you want to be on in an upcoming listener episode, please send an email to ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line listener episode and put a brief description of your different ghost stories that you could tell on a listener episode. And follow me on stereo. Link is in the description of this episode. And um I don't know. There's a lot of things. Did I forget anything? Oh, if you go to my Instagram, there is the, uh, in my bio, there's the link to the merchandise that you can proudly wear around town. We've got t-shirts, we've got stickers and tote bags and pins that say Evie please. So um, anyway, I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. Starbanks Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.